Welcome to Backyard Broadway. I'm Andrew. I'm fucking cold. Oh, and it's that time of year. <laughs> I'm Abby. <laughs> it's the time of year when Abby is fucking cold. I'm cold! Uh, but I'm not happy about it. We do have indoor recording space, but because this is the last episode that I will actually smoke cigarettes on, <laughs> because I have quit smoking, I have saved, what is it like? Two and a half weeks, uh-huh. almost three weeks. Yeah. I have saved these last three just for recording this one last episode so that then I can prepare myself to be a vapor. <laughs> a vapor, which I also have not done since being sick. What? So that happens. That's why I don't actually have that with me. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know how that's going to affect me, but you know. Okay. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. I don't anticipate. I'm, sorry, I'm like shaking everything. I can't stop. I don't anticipate this episode being very long because Abby's fucking cold, and I'm getting over the vid. I'm I, so glad you're here. I know. I know. I'm so happy he's here. I had my quarantine. Leave me alone. I know you tried to cut it short, and I said, "Fuck off." <laughs> she sure did. She was like, mm, "Let's wait till Sunday. Let's wait. No, we're gonna wait." I'm like, "God damn it! I just went out of my house." <laughs> It's all I wanted was out of my house. There's only so much I can see of my wife before I'm like, ugh, this again. Oh, Jesus. So, since our last episode, which I don't even even fully remember what our last episode was about. It's been a hot minute. It has. In true backyard Broadway fashion. Yes. It's been a minute. (laughs) Yes. And there's still some on the back burner. The Tick Tick Boom one hasn't been posted yet, so... Okay. There's there's still a few on the back burner. Um, we're going to talk about some cast albums that have been released. Um, Abby's only listened to one of them. Sorry. <laughs> so I will be discussing most of them. Um, I do have some... Well, I mean, I can discuss parts of... Yeah. It just depends what they are. Um, I will also be dropping some Broadway tea here and there. Of course um, you will. Because today's Broadway tea... Made me laugh so hard, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's happening in my lifetime!" But we'll get there. So we're gonna start. We're gonna save the one that Abby and I can both talk on for last. Sounds good. So we're gonna. I don't start, know what you want me to say about it, but we can we're, do that. We're gonna, <laughs> well, so I'm gonna start with the beautiful noise, the Neil Diamond musical. As I'm not a huge Neil Diamond fan, I like a lot of his music. This isn't one of those shows that I would sit there and be like, you know what? I'm in New York. Let's go see the Neil Simon or Neil Diamond. Neil Simon? Neil Neil Simon. That's a new take. Fuck off. (laughs) Somebody make a musical about Neil Simon. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Um, For sure. it's, It's definitely not one of those that I would like put at the top of my list, but it's like if I tried to get tickets to everything else and I just couldn't, I'd be like, you know what? Let's go see it. I mean, if I'm desperate to see your show. I will will say that- Um, Will Swenson's interpretation of Neil Diamond is pretty spot on. Um, I had my dad, who's a huge Neil Diamond fan, listen to one of the songs and he wanted to know if this was a new recording. And I was like, it is, but that's not Neil Diamond. And he told me that I was a big fat liar. Um, (laughs) In those exact words. In those exact words. Until I showed him the picture of the album cover. So, um, you get... Like a lot of the bio musicals we've seen lately, yeah. you do get quite a bit of story within the cast album. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some moments where you're like, huh, what's happening? 
But then there are other moments where it's like, oh, he did that to his wife. What? What? Nothing. He he just cheated, you know, type of thing. But mm-hmm. I do, I did not like, because one of my favorite Neil Diamond songs is America. Mm-hmm. It's a chorus song. It's an ensemble song. I wanted that one full out. Because <laughs> it's from, it's, it's from the jazz yeah. singer. It's yeah. like. No, I understand. I I thought maybe there'd be because it was this portion of his life, which apparently it goes back and forth because there is an older Neil Diamond played by the um, guy who played the dad on the original Elf cast album. Oh, Mark Jacoby, I believe is who it is. Um, but I, I thought maybe they'd have a moment for the jazz singer and in the remake of that within the show and have him do America, but no, it was an ensemble moment. I'm not saying anything bad about the ensemble. I just wish it would have been a Neil. A Neil song. A Neil song. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say on that a one. beautiful noise. <laughs> um, the next one, I don't know has even had a full on production anywhere near New York, but it is a new, cause I always get it backwards. Aaron's and Flaherty song. I always say Flarens and Arity. I'm going to look at it again. A new Aaron's and Flaherty song, uh, show called Knoxville. I like it. I, I found myself tapping my toes, like kind of picking up, you know, how, how we do when we're listening. To yeah. That. We can kind of yeah. predict what's about to be said. I found a lot of that happening. I did not hear any Anastasia or Susical. That makes me sad. <laughs> Um, I meant to send you this TikTok the other day of somebody who is watching Anastasia uh-huh. at like a high school production uh-huh. and he's standing backstage singing the susical part that is playing <laughs> as part of the underscore. And I was like, I need to send that to Abby. And then my dog distracted me with something else. So That's awesome. Um, a squirrel, yeah. pretty much. But yeah, I, I am – I like it. And I don't know whether it's going to be like an off-Broadway thing or if they're going to try to bring it to Broadway. We have a lot to see. Um, I think it would probably be better for the off-Broadway crowd. I feel like it's very Bright Star. Oh, okay. And, I mean, Bright Star didn't really have a fair shake because it it opened during that weird time frame. Yeah. But it's very, I don't want to say it's a bluegrass musical, but it's very stylized. (laughs) And if you know, Knoxville is in Tennessee. Um, So it's it's very stylized and time period. Oh, good. Which I believe is the early 20th century. Okay. From what I can tell. All right. What are you over there like huffing? Who knows? Um, she has a tennis ball. Ah. And she's head behind the chair because she has a tennis ball. <laughs> My dog's a doofus. So here's one I did not know even existed until I deep dived the internet for cast albums. Get Up, Stand Up, the Bob Marley musical. I knew there was a Bob Marley musical, but I didn't know what it was called. I, I did not like. I had heard twinklings that they were going to try to do this. I'm not a Bob Marley fan. It's not Me that either. I don't really like his music. It's I've never listened to it. It's never been in my it's wheelhouse. Not, yeah, it's not really my thing. Um, I have listened to a little bit on this. It's a London cast recording, so I always feel like these stylized bio musicals when they're done in a country where the main focus is not from. You kind of lose something. <laughs> that almost went in my purse. <laughs> 
almost it was a gift. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I thought it did go. In <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought for sure it did go in the purse. So I'm not saying no to get up, stand up, the Bob Marley musical. I'm just saying because it's a genre of music I don't normally listen to. I would give this one a fair shake, mm-hmm. just because it's something different. Yeah. Like you know, no. we know Jersey Boys, we know Neil Diamond, we know I mean, Bob I just, Marley I is like, not in our wheelhouse. I don't like bio. I know you don't like bio musicals. Is it? Is it a bio musical? Or is it just music of Bob Marley? No, it's it's uh, his story. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they did one where it was just his. I thought it was just his. Music. I think that's what they're developing for Broadway. Oh, okay. okay. Is one using his a jukebox musical using his music? Okay. Um. We talked a little bit about the Music Man. I feel like I need to elaborate on Music Man. Now that I've listened to it again, I can't get behind the changes. I I can't either. And I can't get behind Hugh Jackman as Harold Hill. (laughs) His accent is too forced, and there's a lot of times where he slips out of it. Yeah. Um, I did like Sutton Foster. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, they had to bring a lot of Marion stuff down for her, but... I think it worked. Okay. Um, I really liked the Mrs. Peru. Mm-hmm. Nothing will beat Deborah Monk in no. the 2003 no, God, that was ABC amazing. movie. That was amazing. As Mrs. Peru. Um, but I did like their Mrs. Peru. Um, and they had, instead of having um, one Grecian urn, two, two Grecian urn, instead of having that on it, they have the other Dance Hard Ladies oh. thing. <laughs> And I'm like, that's an interesting choice, and I don't like it because we haven't heard that. Because usually it's the Grecian urn thing Fountain? leading into Tri- yes. Um, so this is not a full cast album. It's songs from a show called The Last Match. It's a boxing show. Um, Ramin Karimloo mm. and Amber Ardolino, who are both currently in Funny Girl. I've also been doing workshops of this show. Interesting. While doing Funny Girl. All right. Um, I like the music. So it's far? very up-tempo. It's very... Okay. I don't get a lot of story from it because, like I said, it's not the full cast album yet. Right. Um, but I think it'll be interesting as long as they don't pull a Rocky and make most of the audience move for the finale so they can bring a freaking boxing rink into the middle yeah, of the audience. Yeah, that was a lot. Audience. That was a lot. There was no need for that. Absolutely no need. So let's talk about Into the Woods. Why? Because I've got Broadway tea to go along with Oh, that. okay. I love this cast album. It's so good. I have never, ever listened to Into the Woods in one sitting more than one time. I listened to this three times in one day. <coughs> I listened to Into the Woods three times in one day because I very much enjoy this cast album. I like the arrangements. Mm-hmm. I like the choices that the actors have made. Patina Miller slays as the witch. Oh my God. 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 She is phenomenal. Sarah Bareilles as the baker's wife. I will say from some of the videos of Stephanie J. Block, kind of wish we had Stephanie J. Block on the <laughs> cast album. I love Sarah Bareilles. Don't get me wrong. I think she was a, an excellent choice to bring in the dough. But at the same time, I'm like, I really wish we had Stephanie J. Block because some of the choices she's made in some of the videos 
I'm like, that's what we need to be hearing. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this is a complete, kind of almost definitive cast album. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Broadway tea I have to go along uh-huh. with this. So I do not support Elon Musk and his things with Twitter going on right now. But Into the Woods posted on Twitter. And has posted on Twitter every time a big announcement is about to be made. Mm -hmm. Extension, new casting, Broadway, things like that. They have always tweeted, I wish. Mm -hmm. What is getting everybody going on this one is that Lincoln Center was the first to comment back with the side eye looking like, girl, what you about to say? Mm. No one knows exactly what it is. Whether it's going to try to go to a smaller theater. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if we're going to get a pro shot. Oh. If it's going to go on tour. So there are a lot of speculations going around about what this could be. It could just be the final cast, although we know most of the final cast at this point. So it's supposed to close on January 8th. Yeah. (coughs) Maybe it's going to go along the same route as the Music Man and announce a two-week extension. But I thought they said they weren't going to do any more extensions. They weren't. But now, now we've got this tweet mm-hmm. of I wish, which has gone along with every big announcement thus yeah. far. So everybody is on their toes waiting to find out what is happening. Mm-hmm. Would we all like a pro shot? I think so. Mm-hmm. But you have the original Broadway cast on film. Yeah. You have the movie. Mm-hmm. You have lots of videos on the YouTubes. Yeah. I think, though, I think... If they could just put it, like, on Broadway HD, that'd be nice. Because it's supposed to be a concert. It's not yeah. supposed to be the full show. But anyone that's seen Into the Woods, it's all singing anyway. So it's yes. like, they basically are doing the whole show. I think because, like, if you look in the past, we've got, like, South Pacific in concert. We've got mm-hmm. different, quote-unquote, in-concert pro shots. I think if they're going to do a pro shot... Definitely for Broadway HD. Yes. Um, I think it would be a smart choice. Yeah. I agree. Just because there are uh, tons of people who want to see this and just haven't been able to because they haven't been able to get to Well, I think, too, like, this interpretation concert has, like, brought this new resurge for Into the Woods. Yes. Because it, let's be honest, it was, <coughs> it was kind of dead in the water. It was. Like it was, it was. It was. I mean, because it's high so, schools, middle schools, and community theaters. Is it, where was, it was. Laying. It's long, and it's a lot of music to learn, and it's Sondheim. It's it, a mess. It's a lot. It's a lot, and so what? Oh my god, my daughter's being such a creeper right now. <laughs> um, so I think this this new interpretation of it, whether they were able to cut it down a little bit, which I doubt they did. No. Um, or they, they had to put signs. Oh, yeah, Outside that's right, that's lobby. right, they did. Like, don't leave. Don't leave, it's not over. It's not over. Um, I think, but I do feel like they did such a good job with the arrangements and with the casting choices that they did that it's brought this new light to Into the Woods where people are actually excited about it. Yes. They, they're, like, reinvigorated yes. for Sondheim with this show. It's kind of cool. Which is evident from the upcoming season. We've got Sweeney Todd with Josh Groban and Emily Ashford coming in. February or March? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, they did post um, the call for mm-hmm. more actors audition. The role of Judge Turpin is already cast. 
Mm. Who the fuck is it? We don't know yet. Because if it's Patrick Page, I will lose my shit. And I'm sorry, but my wife is going to have to deal without me for a weekend because I'm getting on a Greyhound. I'm going to see it and I'm coming right back. <laughs> it's going to happen. I did it with Patty Lapone. I'm doing it with this one. Um, <laughs> so, and we have Merrily We Roll Along off Broadway mm-hmm. with Daniel Radcliffe yes. and Lindsay Mendez. Um, which everybody is thinking is going to transfer to Broadway for a very limited run because it's already extended twice and it hasn't even started previews. Yeah. So, and that I believe really goes to the names in it. Yeah. But I think if those actors are able to stick around and do a short stint on Broadway, one, Merrily We Roll Along deserves another chance because it was kind of, it was, it came out in the Mm eighties, you know, when we had Phantom and Cats and Les Mis <laughs> and, and all these big musicals and nobody really understood the concept of Merrily. Yeah. Um, which if you are unfamiliar with this show, I will prepare an entire episode about Merrily because I love that show so, so much. So yeah, I think we, we are definitely getting this surge of Sondheim due to Into the Woods, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes. If it's going to just stick with Merrily and Sweeney or if we're going to see the off-Broadway assassins come to Broadway which I don't think that's a good idea in this social climate. Not, not really a great, not idea. a good idea. Not a good choice. I still would love to direct assassins. Not a good idea. With Abby as squeaky from and cat <laughs> as Sarah Jane Moore, because I think you're all's dynamic in the one scene that they share together would be fabulous. <laughs> especially when you get to look at her and go, your kid's an asshole. <laughs> Your kid's an asshole. <laughs> but anyways. No, because I would slip and say, my kid's an asshole. <laughs> my kid's an asshole. Um, so yeah, that's that's the end of the woods um, tea. Mm-hmm. The other Broadway tea that I have is about a show neither of us care about. Good. It's K-pop. Yeah, I don't care. It opens either this Sunday or next Sunday. I don't remember. Um... But they have canceled – this is either the second or third performance in a month that they have canceled because they don't have the ticket sales. Their most expensive ticket right now is $40. Holy crap. We're going to go see (laughs) K-pop. So – I mean, they're 40 bucks. I'll go see K-pop. There is a strong possibility that in our lifetime, in the time that we've been doing this podcast and we've been friends and we've been really engulfed in Broadway – that we're going to see a show open and close on the same night. A thousand percent. Which I am a hundred percent here for. (laughs) Not because I don't want to see the show succeed. I've seen favorable reviews. I've seen mixed reviews. I've not seen a bad review. Then why are ticket sales so bad? Because it's K-pop? Because it's K-pop. I don't think it's, I don't think Broadway was ready for it. I think it did really well off Broadway because it was able to be a completely immersive experience. Mm Mm-hmm. But moving to Broadway, even at Circle in the Square, they weren't able to translate that immersiveness. Yeah. You know, like with Circle in the Square, you had Once on this Island. Mm-hmm. Like you remember that yeah. performance from the Tony Awards where they had the goat and, yeah. you know, they were yeah. in the audience yeah. and things like that. I don't know that they were able to do that with this. One, they have a huge K-pop star in the show. Yes. So I think kind of keeping her away from... I would say the masses, but honestly, from the videos I've seen of people like at Curtain Call, there's not people there. <laughs> so I'm wondering if it's just like 
Because, like, I feel like K-pop had, like, this big hit mainly with, like, tweens. Yeah. And I don't feel like a lot of parents want to take their tweens to the show. <coughs> so it's like, I mean, maybe they will. Like, who yeah. knows? Maybe that's why they're 40 bucks. I don't know. But I don't think they're going to get the crowds that they want yeah. with, with like, adults. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, too. Like, I'm, I'm pulling it up to see exactly when they open just because that'll be, like... The fact that Hades Town is bringing in the dough, how many years later? Still? I know, yeah, it's doing really well. And let's be honest, part of that is Lilius White as Hermes, thousand percent. Um, God, I love her. It's it's just I never really thought K-pop was going to take off. Right. Um, I don't think either of us really thought it was going to take off. I so think yeah. they were hoping like for hit a certain type of demographic and then also like kind of follow the heels of six. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like that immersive concert kind of experience from what I've seen and what I've heard. Yeah. So they're probably hoping it was going to be more like they can kind of follow this wave with six or, you know, and people just lost their minds, but six is a different story. Yeah. So it is supposed to open this Sunday. Will it get there? We don't know if it gets there. Is it going to close the same night? Or is it going to make it through Thanksgiving week, teeter for a week or so, and then just be done? Mm-hmm. That's that's the real question with K-pop. And it's not that – like it, it definitely was not a show that I would have been like, I want to go see K-pop. No, I don't care. No. But I would have been interested to listen to a cast album yeah. because I don't know a lot about K-pop music. So, I mean, I'm sure I could type in K-pop on Apple Music and... I guarantee you've heard K-pop. I'm sure I have. You've heard K-pop. Um, but... Especially the fact that you live with Kat. Yeah. Not that she listens to K-pop, but just from things that I know she watches. And I'm sure, like, some TikTok noises have been... Sounds have been K-pop. Um, but I just... I think it's really interesting that right now that's where this show is lying when there are so many... New shows getting ready to open. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kimberly Akimbo mm-hmm. is just started previews. Mm-hmm. Um, reviews for that are are really good. Yeah. Again, off Broadway transfer. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes come opening night. No cast album announced for that one yet. Almost Famous, I believe, opens either this weekend or next as well. Um, it has announced a cast album. But not until March. Interesting. Which, yes, I 100% agree with that. But I'm also thinking that's a strategic ploy because that's right before Tony cut off. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I think having that for people to listen to mm-hmm. right before Tony cut off, getting a surge of people in there to see it mm-hmm. will be is, – is why they're kind of doing this. Who knows? Maybe they'll release it digitally here soon. What is your daughter doing? So – before we get into the last cast album, I did not realize Some Like It Hot, which for anyone who listens to this podcast, you know I love Christian Borle. I didn't realize they changed the story enough to include Jay Harrison Gee as a non-binary character. Oh, cool. So, because we we've seen... If you don't know what Some Like It Hot is, um, it's about two guys who go on the run 
I don't know if they witnessed something or if they're trying to get away from what I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen the movie, but they end up on a cruise ship with an all female swing band Mm -hmm. and they dress in drag to hide out. Mm -hmm. So we've seen the backlash with Mrs. Doubtfire and Tootsie. Yes. So I was afraid some like it hot was going to get this, Mm -hmm. but now I have watched three different reviews. Mm hmm. That have talked about the inclusion of J. Harrison Gee's character as non-binary. Interesting. Okay. And his, their, sorry, their exploration to discovering who they truly are. Very cool. While still holding on to that original story. Um, so that will be interesting. And fun fact, if you have not heard it yet. Let's Be Bad from Smash is the Act 2 opening song in Some Like It Hot. Do we wish it was the baseball song? Yes. With Megan Hilty and her foul baseball bat. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But Smash is one step closer to coming to Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) Which they were supposed to do workshops this summer for a Smash musical. Haven't heard anything of that since. But... So the last cast album we're going to talk to, talk about is a studio cast album. Mm-hmm. There has not been a full-on production of this show. No. It's called The Violet Hour. <sighs> the title song is gorgeous. It's hauntingly beautiful. And is sung by the one, the only... Jeremy Jordan. So we know Abby had to change her sheets after listening to that. I mean, like, but let's be honest... Even if it wasn't Jeremy Jordan singing it, like, yes. it is hauntingly beautiful. Yes. And I, so they announced, what, like three weeks ago that the cast album mm-hmm. was going to be released on November 4th digitally, but you could pay $20 to get it in advance. Yeah, I had to tie Andrew down to not waste Kat and Abby both had to talk me out of spending $20 to get it in advance. Because let's be honest. I'm the one that found it. Yes. She introduced it to me via TikTok. I did. And then... Because it was like a clip of Jerry Jordan's, like, singing The Violet Hour, the title song. And it was, I was like, I have to hear the whole song. Like, yes. I need I need the whole song. And so I finally found it. <coughs> and then I let Andrew listen to it. And we both were like, oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it's... Beautiful, and I think at that point we didn't know that there was going to be a full cast. We didn't. Album. We knew that they were working on stuff, yeah. like from what I could tell, because it also seemed like, <coughs> excuse me, there was an older version of the show, yeah. and they were kind of, you know, bringing it back or whatever. Uh, there are some like music videos of the songs on YouTube. I, I guess that's how you would call them, uh, but. I mean, it's just that title song, like, just, yes. like, pulls you. I'm, I'm, we'll get into it when we talk about it, but yeah. I don't like the placement of it in the Wh- Yes, in this which series. we will do a fuller in-depth episode about the Violet Hour when we've had time to really figure out what the story is and things like that. Because you get story Bits from the pieces, songs, yeah. but it's a lot of, you can tell character movement. It's yes. a lot of story movement. With not a lot of context. No. There's not a whole lot of dialogue. I was, there were parts where I'm like, ah, what, what? I'm confused. Did they just 
What is it? What? I don't know. Can we, can we, for a moment, just talk about the overture? <laughs> yeah. It is the epitome of the Broadway overture. It is. I mean. <laughs> I, I don't, I couldn't tell you. Okay, so. To the point where it, I almost skipped it. <laughs> it came out on November 4th, digitally. I, of course, was still awake at midnight, immediately added it to my Apple Music, held off listening to it until I left for work. My drive to work is 35 minutes. <laughs> I barely got through Act 1. This overture is so long. That's how long some of these songs are. They are. But it doesn't detract no. from the story. The overture is 100% a classic. It is a classic from, from the introduction into that first little bit of what I would call ragtime music. Yeah. Little into fanfare. the next bit, into the... And I, oh my God. So I listened to as much as I could on my way to work and then listened to the rest of it on my lunch and then probably listened to that overture four or five times on my way home that day because I fell in love with the overture because it is classic Broadway. You don't hear overtures like that anymore. No, you don't. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause it was before I finished listening to it. Mm-hmm. I sent her a message and was like, if we don't get a full fucking production of this show, I'm going to be pissed. Just from the first 35 minutes of this album. I mean, it's it's a very, very good cast album. For and sure. I, I'm not even saying, like, it has to be this cast on the album. Yes, it does. Could, yes, it does. For Abby, it does. Yes, it does. So, even though it makes me some of Jeremy Jordan's an asshole. In this yes. Show. you got Jeremy Jordan. You've got Brandon Uranowitz, which Abby loves when I say his last name. <laughs> um... <laughs> Santino Fontana. I don't know why I was about to call him Fantone, but I don't, Fantino. I don't know either. Santino Fontana. <laughs> and then who are the two young ladies I don't in remember. it? Um, the female. Uh, the, oh, There's damn two it. females. Uh, Erica Hen. Erica. Where's it at? Nope. Soleil Pfeiffer is one of them. Mm-hmm. Her. You want time? Is gorgeous. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm not going to go into it. Erica Henningsen, there we go, found it, who played, who was the original Caddy Heron in Mean Girls Musical, mm-hmm. which Abby doesn't care about, no. Mean Girls Musical. Um, at the Plaza. I oh my God, it's so pretty. I love it. That was a good one. Even though she's cray cray in the cast album. But. Yeah, she is, which is, it's fantastic. Like, she's you like get, under, it's so, her, the crazy, it's like. And that's you, part of the story you get from this cast. Yeah, album. there's parts of the story like we under like we know like you know there's a guy that's in publishing or he's yes. like breaking into publishing and he has this best friend who's kind of an asshole who's in love with this girl who comes from money but he doesn't have money. She's fucking crazy. There's also like the publishing guy's secret girlfriend who's African American supposedly. Yes. And then and stuff happens there. There's also this other character. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. But he's like That's Brandon Uranowitz. He yeah. <laughs> he is like a, like an employee or or something of the publishing guy, who's clearly gay. Yes. Even though that is a hilarious song, both yes, of his is. songs are hilarious. Oh my god! Because he sings one about how his only friend is a dog, and how he wants more than just dog company, and then the other one is about how. They don't know the meaning of the word gay. Yes. It's fantastic. They're both hilarious. They're both so well done and, and 
spot on. I wish he had more. Yeah. He, he only has, like, the two and then, like, little, like, spoken bits. Little bits here and there, yeah. Here and there. The the big thing with this cast album, because uh, I'm trying not to go into too much of it because I could ramble about it all night, is there are parts of this cast album, because it's out of context, you do get confused and you don't understand why. What's the one thing that threw both of us for a loop? There's a fucking, like, time machine printing press? So I, it's like spitting out these books from the future. Like, there's a whole segment in there yeah. about how they're like, because this is right after World War One. Yes. Um, and they're like, why does it say World War Two? Like, and like all these <laughs> things. And it's something that was like delivered to them from some anonymous source. They yeah. don't know where it comes from. Yeah. And it just starts spewing these books from the future. And so the publishing guy is like, I can change the future. And then learns there's still consequences to that. Like, it's and, a whole thing. Yes. And, and there's a whole thing, like, where he learns things about his friend and about the girl that he likes. And he's like, should I know this type of stuff? Like, it How do I, what do I do with, completely, with this knowledge? When I realized that this was a futuristic time with portal. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Printing press. I was like, the fuck is going on? I, like, I thought, I was like, this is going to be such a beautiful musical. This is going to be. And now I'm like, so huh? It got so weird. I was like, okay. So now we have the printing press in the future. When does the doctor come in? Right. Doctor Who's going to come in at some point and be like, oh, there's the printing press from the TARDIS. Oh, let's take that back. That's and, not supposed to happen. Oh, that's where I left it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was just waiting for it. But yeah, it was real. Like, because I was like. That was one of the things, too, about, like, the not being able to get the full story. Because, like, you know they get a printing press delivered and they don't know where it's from. And then it's not until the end of Act 1 that they're like, it's spitting out books from the future! Yeah. And you're like, what? Because nothing up until that point has a, has gone to that. At all. Like, you think it's going to be, like, about this publishing guy and his friend and trying to, win, you know, marry this girl and like all this stuff. And then they throw that in there and you're like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't know what's going on. And I think part of that is because it's out of context. I think, and I think some of the placement of the songs had, you don't understand why they're arranged the way they are because it's out of context. Because like, one second you have a song about a guy singing about his dog's his only friend. Then you have another song about a girl singing about how she's going to sleep with her, but her lover's best friend to make him publish his book. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of all over the place. The music's beautiful. Yes. And part of the reason I want us to do like a full episode on the Violet Hour is to help get the word out there. Oh, a thousand percent. Because I think this would make a wonderful Broadway show. Here's the other thing that I love about this cast album. It kind of takes you back to, like, OG Broadway roots. Yes. With the style of the music, the arrangements, the songs. 100%. The style of the show, at least musically. It took you back to, like, almost like Guys and Dolls and yeah. and, and those kind of shows. Like Rogers and Hammerstein. Well, yes. And, uh, yes, I original like, that. Like Oklahoma, Sondheim, like those kind of, like, original shows. I'm not saying it's as complex as Sondheim. No one can be as complex as Sondheim. No. But those kind of shows. And so it's almost it's almost like a warm hug because you're like, oh, this, this is so, like, comfortable. Yes. You know it. You recognize it. It's home. And it, it feels very much like a love letter to Broadway, which... Yes. 
I'm like... Which is what The Violet Hour is. Like, yeah. that title song is the love letter to I am 100% on board with getting the word about this show out because I think more people need to know about it. I think it needs to workshop. It needs it needs to happen. Uh-huh. I, 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 mainly I want to tap because I need to understand what the deal with the press, well, yes. press is. Yes. I really do. I mean, I just... It, it's just... I can't even... I can't even talk about it because, like coherently yeah i was so blown away by it because just because it was it's not something it's almost going back to those broadway roots <coughs> is because it's been so long since we've had that it yes. is something new yes this revival of the violet hour because that's what it is it's a revival i'm pretty sure i'd have to relook it up because at one point it's either based off a movie or an old musical okay i think um it's just they brought it back. They still kind of modernized it with some of the arrangements, yeah. but they still held true to what the show is, and I love it. So they have a website. The story is on the website. The story of the show is on the website. They also have a quote unquote shop where you can get a more in depth version of the cast album, mm-hmm. um, and you can also purchase sheet music. And orchestrations for that. I am 100% planning to use The Violet Hour as my audition song for She Loves Me. <laughs> it's so pretty. It's so beautiful. I want it I want it in my range. Like, I want to sing it. It's so pretty. Which, I mean, let's be honest. Jeremy Jordan pretty much sings in your range. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, is The, the Violet, Violet Hour. Hour. <laughs> So the next bit of Broadway tea, Ticketmaster has has decided that they give no fucks anymore, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Tay Tay, and and everybody's issue with Tay Tay issue with trying to get tickets for Taylor Swift's Eras tour today. I'm talking about the fact that for the second time in recent months, they have put on pre-sale tickets for a Broadway show that has not been announced. Oh shit! This was on Sunday that that these tickets appeared, and one of the girls that I follow on TikTok brought this to my attention. And I was like, "What?" So of course I got on Ticketmaster's website. I looked it up, and I was like, "Huh, interesting." Like it's got a theater and everything. Wow! And I'm like, "But this hasn't been announced." Of course, at eleven o'clock on Monday, it was announced, mm-hmm. and it's the show shucked. Yeah, I was wondering what the fuck that was. Let, let me read you the synopsis. It looks of like a Shucked. bad version of Oklahoma. Shucked is a passion project. Clearly. There is something about this idea, the style of humor, and this music that kept this little engine going. What will be on stage at the Nederlander is a story about how we all have the gift of heroism inside us and about learning to open our hearts to those who are different than us so that growth can happen. And of course, about corn. Because what the basic the thing, the basic thing that unity and acceptance need for survival is a kernel of truth. What the fuck? Like, I wish y'all saw the. I, I wish. I hope you guys see the picture. I uh, hope you all see the marquee. Please picture. tell me you're talking about that one. Yes, <laughs> a thousand percent. That's what I'm talking about. It's literally the four actors standing in a field of corn. Yes. Okay. So. Trying to look all sexy like it's some like, um, top model fucking photo shoot 
What do you get when you pair a semi-neurotic New York comedy writer with two music superstars from Nashville? And some drugs. A hilarious and audacious farm-to-fable musical about the one thing Americans everywhere can't get enough of. Corn. False statement. Shucked is the new musical comedy that proves sometimes tearing down a few walls rather than growing them is the only way to preserve our way of life. Shucked is about to turn Broadway on its ear and offer a kernel of hope for our divided nation. I'm sorry. I'm 100% here for the puns. Don't get me wrong. I'm hoping to be, like, happily surprised. Like, I hope it's super funny and it's great and the music's fun. But at this point, it's like, no one knows what the hell it is. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. It it had a out-of-town, I guess you would call it a tryout, since it's going to Broadway now, um, where audiences loved it. Critics loved it. But again, I don't we've know. seen that before, where out-of-town shows are loved by audiences and critics, and they come to Broadway, and it's like, eh, Eh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Like extended twice in Seattle mm-hmm. because audiences and critics loved it. And now it closed really fast. Um, but yeah, I I cannot wait to find out more about Shucked. <laughs> to uh, hear music. You know someone in that show is going to go, ah, oh, Shucks. <laughs> you know someone is. That's going to be like the tagline. Ah, oh, Shucks. If they don't. They have um, to. It's in the title. They have yeah, to. Yeah, it's in the title. <laughs> um, I am interested to hear music from this show. Please. Just, it's... Th- that's going to be the title. All Shucks is going to be a title on the songs. Oh, my God. I'm not even... Watch, watch all the songs have a title that have, the, like, some form of corn pun so in it. I would have to look this up, and I'm not going to do it now. But I read another article where, essentially, it's kind of a Brigadoon story. Oh. Are you familiar with Brigadoon? Yeah. So it's like apparently this town that is completely surrounded by cornfields. Okay. And the whole like accepting people and things like that is because people come into this town. Um, again, I would have to find that to give – to read that full synopsis and I'm not going to do that now. Is it like some weird version of the village? I hope not. Instead of woods, it's corn. <laughs> It sounds hilarious. <laughs> no one going to cornfields. And the fact... Okay. Them children of the corn going to stop you. So they announced it at 11 a.m. on Monday. <laughs> and then the writer and three of the stars immediately jumped off of a bus in Times Square. The writer was dressed as an ear of corn. <laughs> And they immediately started putting the word out there. So I'm like, if anything, they've got marketing down. To a T. To a T. Because I guarantee you. To a C for corn. Guarantee. (laughs) Well, you got trouble, my friends. Um, Right here. I say right here in your village of corn. (laughs) Capital T and that rhymes with C C and and that that stands stands for for corn. Oh my god, that's gonna happen, guys. Need, you know that that parody is coming. We need help. <laughs> the, amount, help. the amount of, I'm not saying crap, the amount of stuff coming to Broadway. I you're gonna say the amount of corn. If Forbidden Broadway does not come back in the next year. Ooh, ooh. The play that goes wrong. Shucked. Shucked. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Send help in the form of corn. 
In gold kernels. In golden kernels. Preferably actual gold. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So that goes wrong. (laughs) This whole, like, even aside from Ticketmaster being like, we don't give a fuck. (laughs) The the fact that this was announced, they got off a van, got out of the van. One of whom was dressed as corn. The writer was dressed as an ear of corn. I am that's commitment. One hundred percent here for this show. I. It is actually like sitting right here right now. Like I need to know more. I need to hear music from it. I need to see clips. Like I need to know. Like, where is all this shit before? Yeah. Because I had heard nothing of it until yesterday. Right. Like nothing. Like I remember months ago hearing that Alex Newell from Glee and. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist was doing this out of town production of this musical, but I didn't pay much attention to it. And now it was nowhere on my radar at all. And now all of a sudden, boom, shucked, shucked, shucked. I wonder if you get like ten percent <coughs> off ticket prices if you bring corn to the show. My God, one hundred percent. Oh my God! Instead of handing out pies like Sweeney Todd, they hand out bags of corn. Some popcorn. Or, or like with some kernel corn. waitress at the concession stand, they yes. sold little pies. Yes. Varieties of corn. Yes. Varieties of corn. You got some sweet corn. Cornbread, sweet corn. Popcorn. Popcorn. Roasted corn. Oh my God. I corn nuts. 100% want to see this show now. <laughs> like. Can we bring corn nuts? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it coming in the same time period as um, Sweet, sweet Todd? Todd. <laughs> knock them both out. Go, we'll just knock them both out. <laughs> March eighth, opening April. Yes, I can. I can do both. As long as the tickets are both. also forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so it played at Utah's Pioneer Theater Company. That's why it was kind of like not really on anybody's radar. On anybody's radar. So the score, the book is by Tootsie Tony winner Robert Horn. Horn. And the score is by Grammy winning duo Brandy Clark and Shane McNally. Mc, McNally. 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 It's going to be directed by Jack O'Brien, and it'll be at the Nederlander Theater, where such greats have played as Newsies and Rent. Um, McInley? <laughs> we're going to think about this. Previews oh. begin March 8th. Opening night is set for April 4th. 100%. I'm sorry, but my I'm wife's sold. going to have to deal without me for I'm a sold. weekend, because I'm, I'm going to take the Greyhound. I'm going to see a matinee <laughs> of Shucked. I'm going to see an performance <laughs> of Sweetie Todd because you can't not see it at night. Yeah. And then I'm going to get on the Red Eye Red Eye Greyhound back and just be in awe. And I'm going to come back with all sorts of Shuck souvenirs for everybody. He's going to come back with a chucker green hat with pieces of corn sticking outside. Like, Here's your plush corn. Here's oh your God. magnet. You have to Here's like, your souvenir. You're going to have to like DIY, DIY craft your own Shuck hat and wear it to the show. <laughs> You'll get pictures, with, and then you have to um, stage door it and get pictures of it in your shuck tap. Yes, 100%. 100%. Free marketing for you guys. Oh, my wife is going to kill me when She's I gonna go. I'm going to go home and be like, so this is happening in the fall. You're <laughs> stuck at home with the dogs. I'm doing this. <laughs> because, like I said, this show is now 100% on my radar. <laughs> and I really have to see it. I'm glad I made it better for you. <laughs> you did make it 100% better. <laughs> So, in other Broadway news... I need to sleep. <laughs> Bob Fosse's Dancing has finally announced that it is coming to Broadway in March um, at the Music Box Theater. Previews begin March 2nd. 
Opening night will be March 19th. I have a feeling this is going to be a limited run. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much all dance. Um, But it hasn't been done in several years. So I think it'll be um, fun for people who haven't seen a lot of Bob Fosse stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, you had Fosse Verdon on FX a few years back. You had a lot of productions like Chicago and things like that use the original Fosse choreography. But nobody's really just seen Fosse. Right. So that will be very, very interesting. There's not a whole lot of of Broadway news. Well, we kind of like intermingled it with the other stuff. I do. I really – I need them to film the one-man Christmas Carol. I also Jefferson need a cast Mace. album shut. <laughs> um, and I needed to have like the I really, need like, Shuck to perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. If they don't, they're gonna miss a a golden opportunity. <laughs> Open your ears, Shuck producers. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to bed. We need to go to bed. I I know that they've already announced <laughs> everything that's performing on the Macy's on NBC and on CBS. Oh Can it please be on one of those? <laughs> but now that this has happened, now that this has been announced, I need some sort of production from Shucked because corn is a Thanksgiving staple. It is. It is a Thanksgiving staple on everyone's table. You got cornbread, you got corn casserole, you got <laughs> corn on the cob. So yes, you, you need to do a production number if you don't i'm gonna be really disappointed mostly because i think that again would be really great publicity for the show well as long as someone is dressed in the ear of corn costume true story yes true story you have to have your mascot there i mean what show comes along with their own mascot right i'm just saying like they (laughs) stepped it up they took budget marketing to a whole new level yeah so the last bit of broadway news is the off-broadway production of kinky boots Hmm. Which just opened is closing. It was one of those things where they took this successful Broadway show mm-hmm. that was doing well in its time, mm-hmm. but clearly the want for it started to wane. Yeah, and they decided to scale it down. Which Avenue Q did it. Yeah, Jersey Boys. A lot of Broadway shows have done it, and for some shows it works. Jersey Boys and Avenue Q had long off Broadway runs. Boots will just be boring. Kinky Boots. It's not that they changed the story or, like... But, I mean, if you scale it down the wrong way, it's going to be boring. I think just, like, in cast and company size. It's going to be boring. This is true. Um, so that's... It's sad, but at the same time, it's like, why don't you just let a good thing lie? Like, yeah. just leave it alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got Shuck to look forward to. This is true. I mean, who this knows what's going to happen with that? So if you have Apple Plus TV, be sure to check out Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds' Christmas musical, Spirited, which I've listened to one of the songs from. It's fun. <laughs> I'm not saying it's great. Ryan Reynolds is not really known for his singing. No. Um, but it's 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 a take on a Christmas carol. Yes. Um, on Christmas Day, we'll have Matilda on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So excited. Um, oh, Revolting Children fun. and... When I Grow Up are available right now on Apple Music. The entire cast album, I believe, comes out on Friday the 18th. Mm-hmm. So 
That show holds a special place in my heart. Let it go. I will let it go. We'll let it go. Um, what if Shucked is like as good as Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I feel like, like what Shucked if it's is, so bad? It's so good. I feel like Shucked is actually Ow, going to be. I'm so sorry, I offended somebody. It, it was the Vampire Slayer thing. I'm so sorry. I I feel like that like really fucking hurt. Right in there. Like all. Oh, lovely. Like all went. Just leave oh. it. Yeah. Okay, that's um, a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. podcast. Oh, um, God. I feel like Shucked is actually going to be a good show. Like, if you have not seen, I'm just saying, Jesus Christ, so- Vampire Slayer <laughs> yeah, or Vampire so- Hunter. It's so fucking bad. It's a terrible, terrible movie. It's so bad. It's part musical. <laughs> we watched. I'd say most of it at the Laura Cast party. Yeah. Um, but. Pretty much everybody was like, mm, was so we bad. ended up out around the fire pit. But I'm just saying, like, what if it's so bad, it's good? That's, that would be a, a good hope. And then it's like a cult classic staple. Yes. That's my hopes for you guys. <laughs> so the last thing I'm going to, I'm going to leave this on. We've had no more wicked movie casting news. No. Aside from the fact that Jeff Goldblum is in talks to play the wizard. Yes. Nothing more in... I'd say almost a month. Yeah. Since they announced that. Yeah. Principal photography starts in two weeks. We want to know. <laughs> we want to know. Like, yes, there are tons of rumors going around. Ethan Slater as Bach. Hannah Waddingham as Madame Marble. Um, oh, somebody was mentioned as Dr. Dillamond the other day, and I can't remember. But, John Chu, we need more. We need more. And also, because Thanksgiving is next week, it is time for the Christmas musicals. You can go back and listen to our episodes on White Christmas and Elf and... Did we do Holiday Inn? I don't know if we did Holiday Inn. We tried to do Grinch and we decided to not post that because the sound quality was bad. The sound quality was terrible. And and the show itself was really bad. And we we spent most of the time making fun of Matthew Morrison. Oh, God, it was so bad. Um, Oh, God, it was so bad. Because we talked a lot about the Grinch, quote-unquote, live. Um, It was was not, not... I'm going to go back and look. If we didn't do one on Holiday Inn, we'll do one on Holiday Inn this year. I think we have talked about Holiday Inn. I know we've talked about it before, but I don't think we did, like, a full episode. Because Abby's aspiration in life is to play Louise. My aspiration is to tap dance in buckets. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Where did my F go? <laughs> you will be owned. No Fs were given. <laughs> I have a decal that used to say you will be found on my laptop. Now it says you will be owned. And the F is gone. You so, will be owned. You will be owned. So yes, that is all we have for tonight. Thank God. I'm cold. We are going to start recording in Abby's basement so that she does not freeze every time gonna, we have to record. We're going to need a folding table and chairs. That I can do. Yeah. I have one from Clarksville at my mom's there house. You go. And your mom wants your shit out. So. Yeah, this is true. I will say I've gotten most of it out. I know. So yeah. out of her garage at least. But with all that being said, I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I want to go inside now. <laughs>